Welcome to the Pasha Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasha. Today we're going to talk about Jordan Peterson's rule number seven, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Expedient, which I usually have to define for my students before we go over this, is what's quick and easy. Right? It's the fast route. It's the, the way that everybody else has already taken and have blazed a path already for you to follow rather than treading your own. You know, it's using a crutch to walk instead of building up strength in your legs to do it on your own. And meaning, well, meaning, as Jordan Peterson would say, is the antidote to chaos and resentment. Meaning points us in the right direction. Meaning allows us to wake up early in the morning and want to attack the day. It's kind of why if you go to a nursing home of old people, I believe I read somewhere that, you know, a person with a puppy or kitten, or I would imagine even a fish or bird, lives longer typically than the person who doesn't. Because, I mean, logically just thinking about it, right? You wake up in the morning, you've lived, what, 70 years, 80 years of your life. You're tired, bones hurt, muscles hurt. Life in general, no one pursues you. You don't go partying anymore if they're still around, you know, your friends, not to get too morbid. And so you decide, you know what, too old for this, right? The Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon quote, get too old for this spit. And, uh, and you close your eyes and you roll over and you go back to sleep and you wake up somewhere in the middle of the afternoon. But then take a person who's got a puppy. You know, that puppy's not going to let you sleep in. Trust me, I've had so many dogs in my life. I've been so blessed to have so many companions on this road with me. And when they're young, they are like clockwork. You got to take them out at a certain time or, you know, you're going to be scrubbing the, the carpet or, you know, using paper towels to clean up the tile or whatnot. And, uh, and then, you know, depending on which one it is, you, you might have this musty old funk in your house for a while. And so very quickly... You learn that uh, when the puppy starts, you know, scratching at your bed or whining, you need to get up and you need to get out and you need to take that puppy. And so you don't even think about all those other things that was mentioned before. You have purpose. You have meaning. Somebody counts on you. I think, you know, really when you become a parent, that's one of the wonderful uh, gifts, you know, that we receive is we kind of, you know, we've lived our life. And in a sense, our life is over, you know, like when we got married. You know, if you're anything like my uh, wife and I, you know, we got married out near the beach, although not on the beach. And uh, it was outdoors. And because of that, you know, we couldn't have the candle ceremony. And so we use sand. And, uh, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, the uh, candle or vial of sand, uh, there's two of them. One represents the groom. One represents the bride. And then you uh, either use the two candles to light up a larger candle, which represents the now uh, united couple or in our case, the sand, you know, it blends together. And, you know, being sand, our, our pastor was really great. And he said, you know, you would never be able to untangle the sand. You know, you would never be able to just pull out the blue and just pull out the green, which were, which were our wedding colors. You know, you are, you're an us, you're a we forever for the rest of your life. And, and so that you, that selfish you, you know, who always looked for pleasure and immediacy and, you know, did maybe some selfish manipulative things, or lied to yourself and accepted lies for your own gratification, 
you're no longer that person. You know, now you care about somebody. Now you have meaning in your life. Now you can't take risks. You know, uh, I remember when my wife uh, had to remind me once, you know, this guy flicked me off uh, or actually he cut me off. And I, uh, I think I told him that he was number one, uh, my bad. And, uh, and he didn't like being told that he was number one. So he started following me like really aggressively. And, uh, you know, it was a funny story. It was one of my old students, <laughs> the irony, right? Rolls down the window, sees that it's me and then takes off. But, you know, my wife reminded me, hey, you're lucky there because what if it was a crazy guy? You know, and what if he was packing? You know, what if he decided just out of pure hatred to pull out his gun and shoot you in the face and leave you there at the intersection? You know, you're a husband now. And I think at that time, you know, she reminded me too, you were a father. You know, my, my first son was born. And it really put things into perspective. I couldn't take risks. I couldn't start fights as perhaps I might have been a little bit more prone to do. Not to say that I had a chip on my shoulder, but every once in a while, a man has to do what a man has to do. And so that's what changes. You know, the beauty of parenthood, you know, is, is you kind of die again because, you know, before when it's just a couple, you're, you're thinking about what the couple wants, and what the couple's going to do. And you make plans, you know, with two seats on an airplane and then you have a kid and, and now it's no longer about what do we want to do, but, you know, what do we want for our kid? You know, Andrew Clavin really brought up an interesting point that, you know, maybe people are afraid of children because children remind us of our deaths, right? You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to sacrifice yourself, or at least in this case, your desires, your wants, your dreams for someone else, you know, but as a parent, you would absolutely make that, that sacrifice. You would do anything, even give your life, even go to jail, you know, to protect your kid and make sure that he's okay. And so, you know, that's, that's rule number seven to me. You know, you pursue something that has meaning, something, again, like we mentioned last week, that you can be proud to tell, you know, your friends and your family, your children when they're older. You know, we need to pursue those kinds of things. And, and so Jordan, you know, would remind us in this chapter that you got to take inventory. You got to take stock. You have to look at what you're doing. You got to, like you said on the Dave Rubin show when he was being interviewed, you got to kind of have to look at yourself like a stranger, you know, and start analyzing when am I depressed? And, and when I'm depressed and sad and anxious and stressed out, what am I doing? What am I listening to? You know, maybe it's a TikTok video that's driving you nuts. Maybe it's too much stimulation on social media, making you feel like you don't have anything. FOMO, faux blow, all that stuff. You know, maybe you're listening to music that it's just not conducive to your growth and, and to allowing you to let things go and to move on. And then also pay attention to, well, when, when do you light up in the week? You know, when are you actually happy? And then you know, try to do more of that. You know, if you're happy talking to strangers and they sharing their lives with you, then, you know, maybe pursue them on a daily basis. Try to, you know, find out somebody's story, you know, get yourself to shine, you know, and that would bring meaning. And, you know, maybe the meaning isn't about you. You know, like in Dr. Strange, I really like it at the end when the, you know, the old bald girl, you know, smacks him in the head before he gets this insight. And she says, you know, it's not about you, stupid. It's about humanity. It's about the world. Our purpose in our life is not for us. If that were the case, we wouldn't die. But we die because there is something greater that we're here for. And you're wasting your time. And eventually, over time, you can't lie to yourself enough. Because one day the truth is going to come out. And like we discussed last week, there's really no one that's going to be, that you're going to be able to point your finger to and blame than yourself. You know, like Michael Jackson in the Lego movie. Uh, or the quote, or Batman, you know, because he totally steals it. 
But, you know, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look in the mirror and make a change. Stop wasting your time. Stop using crutches. Stop using alcohol and drugs as your gateway to escape life. Stop trying to escape. Pursue what is meaningful. Maybe what's meaningful isn't, you know, stop asking yourself, well, what do I want? Maybe start asking yourself, what should I do? You know, John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country or something like that. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, we're going to make this, a little one, uh, this one a little bit short uh, since I did produce one earlier in the week. I hope you checked it out. Uh, leave a five-star review. Like it. Share it, please. That is the greatest way that you can flatter me and uh, get me to, uh, to more listeners. Um, you know, I understand you have a choice when it comes to listening to podcasts. And, you know, I'm very grateful and thankful that you are here with me. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit patreon.com backslash the Perspective and become one of Pacho's chachos. Until next time, we'll be talking about Jordan Peterson's Roman Reigns.